Happy Saturday, everyone. It's Kiera, and welcome back to another episode of Rewind and Rewatch. Alrighty, so last week I said I would be taking this podcast a little bit more seriously, and for me that means engaging more on social media and uploading my episodes around the same time each week and having, you know, just a regular schedule. The plan was to roll out some cool, you know, Twitter posts and Instagram posts this week, but I fell off my roller skates <laughs> and I seriously hurt my arm this week. Um, I think it was a bad sprain. I never went to the doctor about it because healthcare is expensive in America. Um, but I can finally move my arm around. I can form a fist. It still hurts, but it's slowly healing. And I'm just saying all of this to let you know like what's going on with me and how it affects the podcast. So here we are. But enough with that. Let's get into today's episode. So today I'm talking about episode six of As Told by Ginger. Today's episode is titled Dare I Darren and it was written by Emily Kapnick. Okay, so funnily enough, I know I've been complaining about how we're not getting enough of Darren and I've been waiting for him to have more of an important role and we finally get a whole episode that's centered around him and I actually don't care about it that much. <laughs> I remember when I was first watching this episode, I didn't really care about it, and my feelings have not changed all these years later. Okay, but anyways, today's episode begins with Ginger and the rest of her class having to watch one of those awkward and outdated, like, health class videos. I hated those. And you know what? This show always brings out the most random memories, because... I've not thought about like my middle school health class in forever. And all I can remember about it is that we were in this old like storage room. It just, that's what it looked like. It looked like they converted a storage room into a classroom. And we had one of those like old hunchback TVs and we would just sit there and watch videos and write up worksheets about whatever we were watching at the time. But I say as much as I hated my health class, I hated PE more. So I would always suffer through those awkward videos rather than do PE. Anyways, Courtney suggests that Ginger sits next to Ian Richton because according to her, movies are romantic, even in the context of a classroom. And for those of you who don't remember, Ian Richton is this guy that Ginger has a huge crush on. She mentions him in episode four when Ginger was playing Truth or Dare at that sleepover. All right, we set up Ginger's stage for right now, though. We're going to cut to Carl for a second. And we're seeing him in his classroom for the first time. At least I think it is. And I'm pretty sure this is our first time seeing Miss Gordon because I would have made a big deal out of it earlier. Um, she's a great character, but we'll get more on her later. I love her a lot, though. So we're in Mrs. Gordon's classroom and Mrs. Gordon is showing off like one of her old students and how successful he is now. He's on a magazine that she's showing her class. And I'd like to point out that we're going by the 2000s definition of what people like perceive success to be, because I think we can all agree that it's changed and that success has a different meaning for different people. So in this case, it meant like having a lot of money, being famous and being on a magazine because that's what Ms. Gordon is showing them. Anyways, Carl says that he and Hoodsy will be more successful than Miss Gordon's old student. And I like how Carl includes Hoodsy and his get famous, get rich schemes. And he's always, it's never an afterthought for him. It's always like, yeah, it's going to be me and Hoodsy. And he's like, if I'm going to be famous, Hoodsy's going to be right next to me. So I like that loyalty, you know? Um, so because Carl is Carl, all of that conversation about success leads to him placing a bet with this kid named Brandon who is another kid he doesn't like. So Blake's not the only one. And the bet is that Carl will be world famous by the end of the weekend and the winner takes Brandon's pet monkey. 
And here begins Carl's scheme of the week. I, okay, wait, there are a couple of things that I have to talk about first, because one, why does Brandon have a pet monkey? That's not a pet. Two, if Brandon wins, all he gets to do is keep his pet monkey, and it's not like he gains anything out of this. Three, Carl doesn't have anything that he's willing to risk. Um, so honestly, this is not really a fair bet between all parties. It's just ridiculous. But I do think it's funny that Carl is fighting with someone other than Malik. All right. Um, back to the class, though. Um, by the end of the class, Mrs. Gordon asked Carl and Hoodsy to take Blake his homework since he was out of school. Also, we get to see a glimpse of another character that I love. I won't spoil it for any of you first timers who are watching, but I was so happy to see them. And I didn't know that they were included this early on and we just meet them a little bit later. Ah, It's okay. They're a great character. And I'll most likely come back to this as a reference when we finally get introduced to them. All right, but cutting back to Ginger real fast, um, they're still watching the same movie. Darren and Ginger are passing notes and Miranda thinks that they're flirting. Mm, she just wishes they are actually, because it would be easier for her to date Ian without someone else liking him. After the class, Miranda makes a remark about Darren being Ginger's boyfriend and saying they would be a good couple, and Ginger's like laughing it off, and she's like, we're just friends, and Miranda knows what she's doing, though. She's trying to plant that whole seed and try to get Ginger interested in Darren so that she can have Ian Richardson all to herself and Ginger won't pursue him, which is so middle school, because honestly, it, all it takes is that little nudge and people are like, oh, maybe th this could be something. And it's really never anything, honestly. Uh, cutting back to Carl, though, I really need to work on my transitions. I'm sorry. But the show just cuts back and forth between the two siblings and their storylines. So I just kind of follow that most of the time. So yeah, we're back to Carl and Hoodsy. They're walking up to Blake's front door and they want to give Blake his homework, but they see a telescope on his front porch. It's a new telescope. It's in the package still. Carl gets the idea to use his telescope so that he can find a comet and name it after himself and become world famous over the weekend. And they want to hold Blake's homework hostage in exchange for using the telescope. But then Winston, you know, the Gripplings butler, he answers the door and he tells them that Blake's in the hospital because he had his tonsils removed. And so Carl decides to forego the idea of holding uh, Blake's homework hostage because he wants to borrow. And I don't know if you can tell, but those are quotations around the world borrow because he just wants to take Blake's telescope while he's in the hospital since he won't know it's gone. But Hoodsy, he reminds him that they have a new toy code and that's something that they came up with when they were younger. And that just means that they can't play with someone else's toy until that person has had the chance to use it, especially without asking. So Hoodsy is really like the conscience of their duo. I kind of consider this to be the second scheme in Carl's storyline. I feel like he has two schemes going on this week. One's the bet with Brandon, and then there's the scheme to get this telescope. So he has two things going on, I believe. All right, going back to Ginger, though, she has this weird dream involving her, Darren, Ian, and Miranda. And I remember not liking this dream sequence when I was younger, and I still don't care about it. <laughs> um, but she wakes up to Carl, like, searching through her room and, like, destroying her room, searching for something. He wants stationery so that he can write to Blake. I would be so freaking annoyed if I woke up to my sisters destroying my room for something when they could just ask me. Later that day, they're at Macy's house, and this is our first time seeing Macy's house. And we only know it's Macy's house because of process of elimination. We've seen Dodie's house, and we've seen Ginger's house. And two, it's confirmed later in the series, and so I just remember what it looks like. So they're at Macy's house. It's Ginger, Macy, and Dodie, and they're trying to interpret Ginger's dream 
And Dodie finds something that says that the details of a dream don't really matter as much as what the person feels after the dream. And Ginger says that she felt happy. So they all assume that she has feelings for Darren. And honestly, they're just reading way too much into this dream, I think. Um, so the next day at lunch, though, it's Dodie, Macy, and Ginger sitting down. And Ginger's being, like, totally self-conscious and kind of a spaz about Darren right now. And while it's just the three of them... Macy points out that she's afraid of things changing and I can I can understand that because I had a really hard time with things disturbing me and my friend group and our like our dynamic at school when I was in middle school too so I understand the concern and so yeah that's what um, Macy's fear is is that their little group changes and things are not the same anymore and then Darren comes up from the lunch line and he sits next to them and Ginger is being a total spaz about everything. Darren points out that they can all go to see this new movie because his brother Will works at the movie theater and he can score them some tickets. And <laughs> Ginger is like giggling unnecessarily and like batting her eyelashes and her voice is higher. And Darren is like, you're being weird. And he leaves and he goes back into the lunch line for something else. <laughs> so she literally just scares him off. Honestly, it's just a lot of cringing and uh, it's embarrassment for her goodness and then ian comes up to their table after darren leaves and he's talking about the new movie coming out and ginger is completely unfazed because all her attention is on darren and miranda is watching all this unfold and is laughing about how gullible ginger is which honestly props to you miranda because this scheme of yours is working so far but back to carl he and hoodsy are in the hospital to visit blake and okay dude is asleep and carl jumps on him and is shaking him awake all so that he can ask him about this telescope. But first, they're giving him fake sympathies and pretending to be friendly and buttering him up. And they think because Blake can't talk that Blake won't say no. But Blake surprises them and musters up the strength to scream no over and over. And so um, Hoodsy and Carl walk away. Carl's mad and they're walking towards the nurse's lounge to wait for Mrs. Foutley. And they walk into the wrong room. And they go into this room where all the organs and things that have been removed from people are. And Carl is in heaven. He's like, oh my gosh, there are people parts in jars. Okay, going back to Ginger though, um, they're at the movie theater. We see a whole line of people and they're waiting to get tickets to this new movie. But then the ticket booth person says that the movie sold out. And so everyone's upset. And then we see Ginger and Darren getting tickets from... Darren's brother and they have two extra tickets because Dodie and Macy end up not coming because they wanted to make it seem like it was more of a date for Ginger so they decided not to come and Miranda she was in line and she sees that they have two extra tickets and Darren just offers them to her and I think this is when I get my best like exchange from this episode um it's a poor one but it still makes me laugh and chuckle every time I've watched it so Miranda is just kind of surprised that Darren is offering her these tickets without wanting anything in return and so she says you mean I can just have them and I think that's just a reflection of like who she hangs out with and what she expects people that are normally around her to be like and how you can't get anything without something in return and that's just what her expectations are from people I guess so she's completely surprised that Darren doesn't actually want anything and is willing to just give them the tickets and so she invites Ian to sit next to her. And I know I left that a little juicy, but we're going to cut to Carl real fast. And they're still in that whole body room that they found. And Hoodsy finds Blake's tonsils. 
And so they decide to go back to Blake's room and flaunt that they have his tonsils. And I think that's kind of gross because why are you keeping someone else's tonsils? Probably the grossest thing in this episode. But they go up to Blake and they're like, oh, don't feel bad about us not having the telescope. We have your tonsils instead. And they feel like that's such a win. And they walk out of the room feeling like they won and accomplished something so great. But back to Ginger, they're in the theater and it's Darren, Ginger, Ian, and Miranda. I just want you to envision that placement because that's how they're set up in the theater seating. So Ginger's in between Darren and Ian and then Miranda's on the end by Ian. And Miranda leans over Ian and is like, you know, Ginger, if it gets to a really scary part, all you have to do is hold someone's hand and it makes the movie less scary. Honestly, Miranda is not scared of anything. She's kind of fearless. And... She's just using this as a little ploy to hold Ian's hand and make this a whole setup. But that's ruined when a really scary part comes on and Ginger ends up holding Ian and Darren's hand. And Miranda's like, what are you doing? And then Ginger's like, I don't know. And then she runs out of the movie theater and Darren runs after her. And he was like, what, what is like, what is up with you? And Ginger finally tells him about the dream that she had about them. And she tells him about how people have been making comments about them being a couple and then they just sit down and then have an honest conversation about what they are to each other. And they both agree that they're just really good friends, best friends. And I like the honesty that they had gone between them and that they were able to fight through people's noise and comments and whatever and just understand what they were to each other. This episode ends with Carl and Hoodsy in the doghouse and they're looking at Blake's tonsils and Hoodsy asks him if this is better than a monkey. And Carl says, no question. And it's just them laughing to each other and looking at Blake's tonsils and having a grand time. And then the episode fades out into the night. Okay, so we've done the whole rewind and rewatch segment of the pod. And now it's time for the reflections. I think that's going to be my new name for the themes slash lessons slash thoughts about whatever goes on in an episode. Just because I want to keep up with the whole R theme that I got going on. Rewind, rewatch, reflections. <laughs> yeah, okay, I know I'm a dork. <laughs> okay, I want to begin the reflections segment with two details that I noticed in this episode. The first thing you notice is that this is another Ginger versus Miranda type of episode where Miranda is scheming to get something that she wants. In that case, it's Ian. She's honestly a pretty good schemer because Ginger falls for this. Um, and all it took was a little nudging on Miranda's part. And the second thing is that Macy is wearing a seal backpack. And for anyone that has already seen the show, you know, that's a little fun foreshadow for a future episode. It's just great. <laughs> I was so stoked when I noticed that. All right. But going into some lessons and just some things to reflect on. I think this episode shows you that you can't let outside opinions ruin something for you or pressure you into doing something or feeling like you need to change. And this was the case with Ginger letting Miranda get into her head about Darren, even though she knew the truth about their relationship and like what they were to each other, at least for right now. And honestly, I just remember this happening a lot in middle school where someone, all they had to say was, you look good with so-and-so and you start to entertain the idea just because someone planted it there. But that you don't actually have these feelings for someone most of the time you're just playing into this idea because someone else put this idea there um in carl's case I, I think his lesson was more about learning that if things don't work out the way you planned it sometimes you still get something great out of it so in this case he set off to be world famous and win a monkey by the end of the weekend 
but instead he got Blake's tonsils. And for him, that was gold. But for us, that is gross. <laughs> um, I also think that another important thing to remember is that being famous doesn't equate to being like the greatest thing or winning. Because as soon as Miss Gordon started talking about her like famous student, Carl decided that he was going to be even more famous. And is I don't think... I mean, I know we have a lot of times where Carl is trying to, like, do something to get famous or get rich, but him saying that he wanted to be even more famous than just this particular person was just because Mrs. Gordon was kind of showing off one of her old students. I think it's important that we know from an early age that fame should not be the only goal in life. I mean, it's fine, but I think being happy is more important. And I think in the end, he realized that because he didn't get to be world famous and he didn't win the bet and get a monkey but he was the happiest looking at Blake's gross tonsils so for him that was a win so just to recap you don't let others comments persuade you you listen to your truth being famous is fine but people should strive for whatever brings them happiness I think and sometimes things work out even when it seems like it's falling apart and so with all of that being said I'll see you next Saturday <laughs>